0: What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so glad you're listening. It means a lot to me. This is the podcast Builder vs. Buyer, and I'm the host, Adam Steiner. This is a podcast dedicated to the home building industry, bringing builders and buyers together through advice and education. So, how's everybody doing? Um, My Wednesday is going pretty well. Man, there is just... I've got a lot on my plate ton of work going around, which is exciting and um, a little bit stressful, but still, still mostly fun. So I'm enjoying it, not complaining. Today, continuing the series on designing for real life, we're going to talk today about living with pets and designing your home to incorporate your life with pets. Um, So I'm going to hone in today on the episode on really, really talking specifically about two animals, that is dogs and cats. Um, Over my years, almost 20 years of designing for homes in the industry, meeting with customers, all that, those are really the only two pets that have ever come up in a meeting that people have made any design considerations for. Um, If there are more unique pets that you need to design things in a floor plan around, I just haven't come across it. So I'm not really going to touch on it. Sorry, if you are a ferret owner and you're really hoping that you'd get some great advice on ferrets in your floor plan. Um this is not the podcast for you. I I hope you find one out there somewhere. Um it's 2021 so I'm sure somebody is talking about it, but it won't be me. Apologies. For the rest of you, the um the normies that are that are have the pets of dogs and cats, welcome. Um I'm going to touch on some stuff today. Um so let me start with dogs. Um I, my family, we have a dog, we've always had a dog since I've been married. So about 11 years now. Um, And it's a big dog, golden retriever. Um, And we've also done some fostering of dogs here and there. And my wife has done Rover, which is basically like Uber or Lyft for dog sitting. So we've had a bunch of dogs, not our own dogs in the home and also our own dogs in the home. So this is kind of a mix of both of what we've seen, um, both when you have your family dog in there. And then also when you have a strange dog in your house and how to incorporate that. So, let me start with I think the most common question I get and the most the thing I hear most in meetings is like the the flooring okay we want we want something dog proof or scratch proof, and people ask about wood floor and the, here's the reality there's no real wood floor that's scratch proof wood is relatively a soft material, and if you have a big dog anything above fifty pounds that that dog is gonna is gonna take some wear out on the floor it's just a reality if you get a nicer floor or a wood species that is harder, um, something like shortleaf acacia or maple, um, not a softwood, but a a hardwood, you won't see it or notice as much. The higher end wood floors, the finish, when we had our dog in real wood floors, the dog never scratched through the finish, but what we noticed is like there'd be small like claw indentations for like the heavy trafficked areas. So like the the wood would almost be indented a little bit. We went with a hand scrape floor on on each of the those two homes, so it you didn't really notice it or pick up on it unless you're really looking for it. So. Be ready for that, but there's no real wood that's gonna that's gonna be completely dog proof, scratch proof, pet proof. If you're open to it, what I would say is a uh, luxury vinyl, um, vinyl plank, vinyl tile. Those those are super durable. Um, we had laminate in our last house, and our dog didn't really do too much to it. But I will say with laminate. So what's tricky here is for those of that have dogs. It, it, it seems like especially big dogs, when you put their water down, water gets everywhere. It's all over the place. Or if you live in a winter climate, that dog is coming in the house every day with wet, snowy feet. Like water is going to be everywhere. So the the bad thing about laminate is, um, once water gets under the wear layer, laminate really can swell and expand. So maybe not the most optimal if you if you live in a climate or have a dog that is on the messy side. So that's why I would say look toward the vinyls or maybe even tile. Tile's pretty durable. You have to deal with the grout and all that. But yeah, I would, I would say lean toward vinyl or just be okay with your wood floor, you know, taking a little wear and tear over the years. Those, those are those are really your options. So that leads me on to some floor plan considerations. The, the first thing I would consider is that exit. Okay, how's the dog getting in the yard every day? You're going to let your dog out almost as much as you go to the bathroom yourself. Um, So it's probably going to be the thing you do the most in your home or one of those things you do the most in your home. So really take the time to to think that through. I love plans that have a second exit in the mudroom. So not to the garage, but an exit that would go to the yard. I think that's a great place for the dog um, that ends up being dog space in most homes. So to to put another exit there where they can get out nice and quick, maybe near their food and all that, like it it just seems to make a lot of sense to me. Uh, Second is think crate location. So I know not everybody crates their dogs a lot. A lot of people will when they're younger, and then not when they're older. That's what we're doing right now with our guy Sarge. Um, So he he doesn't really stay in a crate anymore unless we're gone for like a, a longer period of time. We don't want him roping around the house or. If we have to leave in a hurry and we left food on the counters, we'll, you know, he's a, he's a big dog. He could get that, so we'll we'll throw him in his crate. So think about crate location. People with smaller dogs don't really need to worry about this, but you got a 80, 100-pound dog, like somewhere in that range, you're going to have a giant crate. Uh, and it, it doesn't just fit anywhere. So measure your crate, plan for a space. In one house, we actually, like, Built in a countertop and then did like a puppy gate below it and then made that into a crate instead of actually like putting a crate in that space. That that worked out really well. Um, so there's there's something to think about there. But just make sure you address it in your floor plan. Some dead space in the mudroom I think is a perfect spot for it, or it you know leave countertop in the laundry area that um you don't put cabinets underneath so you can slide a crate or something on there. One thing that I think is really cool. I've seen a few clients ask for it over the years. The pet wash station, um, it can be as simple as just a, a shower head low on the wall in the mudroom. Don't need to overthink it. Uh, it can be really nice to have a space where you're going you're gonna to have that, that dirty, muddy, sandy dog in and out. Um, and then lastly, I would say is make sure there's a, there's a space in the floor plan that's easy to gate off. Um, most people are going to leave their dog, and you know some dogs, especially as they get older, will have run of the house. But if you're going to leave for the day, and or you're you have a puppy, um, you're going to want to keep them in a smaller area of the home so they're not getting into everything, chewing on the couch, chewing on the shoes. Again, that area ends up being the mudroom, so make sure there's there's a concise opening to that so that you can do. A, a, a puppy gate there, you know, th- those usually max out at four feet. So you, you want to think something smaller than four feet um, as the opening from the mudroom to the main part of the house. Another thing to consider, I, I don't see them very often, but it, it makes a lot of sense in a situation like this. It's like a Dutch door or like the the Mr. Ed door uh, from that old TV show, so that you can close the bottom half, the dog can't get out, but you still have the sight line, you can still hear it. um, It doesn't feel abandoned in in that part of the house. So something to consider. And then one other minor note is, so when when we were fostering our dog sitting, we noticed that... Um, our dog eats his food extremely fast and not every dog does. So when he's done, he's going to go and find somebody else's food. He's not really aggressive. He's fine, but you never know with, with other people's dogs and, and all that. So I would say if you can find, if you know, you're going to have multiple dogs in the home, I would plan on having multiple areas where you can feed them because they might not get along great when the food is out. So if, if, if you can shut off the mudroom and one is in the mudroom and the other's in the main part of the house, great. Or if you can even find a way to divide that mudroom into two spaces, again, that's that's um, can be something really creative there. So, just yeah, I, I would I would check on those things. Okay, switching gears here, we're gonna move to cats, um, and I'll be honest, I've never had a cat. Um, never lived with one in my home. So I asked a buddy, um, my buddy, who's an architect, he has three cats in his house. And then a couple of things that cat owners have designed around over the years. One thing uh, a client recently that I worked with really genius idea was to put a vent fan in a cat litter room. So the the Cat litter would go in a closet upstairs and then that closet would have a vent fan in it that could be continuously running at a low rate so that the smell of the cat litter station isn't isn't overwhelming the house it's always being exhausted if you're doing that, just make sure to uh, qualify for some makeup air somewhere around you know you're going to add ventilation in to the home if you're going to pull air out so make sure and account for that but Really, really great idea to manage the cat litter. And on that note, cat litter boxes. So it, it sounds like if you have multiple cats in your home, they may not want to share those. So think about like multiple locations or even one per floor. Um, can be really helpful. As far as things you can design around in your home, I would say, so I've seen cats and my friend could verify this. Cats are perchers. So they, they like to sit up on a perch and, And look, especially look out a window. If you can design around that, maybe there's some sort of ledge or thickened um, windowsill or or something like that around a window in your home, that could be a nice place for them. Um, From what I understand, people don't really want all the cat trees in their home. They're not really great to design around aesthetically. So if you can think through places to perch and and things like that for your cats. It can be nice. And then also cats can get anywhere. I was at my um, brother's place and they have some cats and one is jumping. I, I, I'm again, not a cat person. So this is surprising to me. So they, I, I look up and one is on the top of the fridge. I'm like, how did it get up there? And they're like, well, they jump on the counter and then they jump on the fridge. So you, you really need to plan for them being anywhere in the home. So if you don't want them on the top of your cabinets, build a soffit down. I know that's kind of a a dated look, but there's, there's ways to design, design things. So think through, okay, they're going to basically be on every shelf on top of the washer and dryer on top of the fridge plan for that. Okay. Like I said, I'm not a cat person. So that's what I got from a 30,000 foot view type of perspective. My daughter really wants one. She asks about it all the time. So we we might be cat people sooner or later here, but as for now, we're not. That's all the advice I got for you on that. If anybody else has anything in their floor plans, anything they designed around that would be helpful to note, please hit me up. You can reach the show on Instagram at builder vs buyer or by email info at builder Also, I'm on LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram for my design firm. If you want to follow along, check out floor plans. I'd love to hear from you. That's Burnham Design Co. B-I-R-N-A-M Design Co. And LinkedIn is my name, Adam Steiner, S-T-E-I-N-E-R. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review. And last but not least, thanks to Andrew Michael Metter for the music.